Good Monday morning, Kaniacs. This is Walker from the Locked On Hurricanes podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today is just me. Jared had a long night at work. He ended up getting in really late. So he is getting some rest, and I'm just going to go ahead and get started for today. We do have a, um, a recording that Jared did on Saturday at the Wild Game that uh, will feature one of our fans and one of our good friends, Jeff, uh, the Kilted Kaniac. So I'm just go ahead and uh, recap Saturday's uh, awesome win against the Minnesota Wild and give you today's, or, well, <laughs> today's, yeah, today's installment of Metro Monday. So uh, right out of the gate, good win this Saturday. It was a quality game. I was able to watch a little bit of it. wasn't able to watch all of it because of work. But a great game nonetheless. We're just going to go ahead and jump into the recap. I mean, a lot of people know about the win we saw. Uh, if you have not seen it, then I'm sure you have heard about it. Just an awesome game on Saturday. Lots of scoring. The final score was Hurricane 6, Minnesota Wild 2. Uh, obviously, Aho getting his hat trick plus a five-point night, which is a career high for him. So, congratulations to him on, I believe, his second or third hat trick. I'm not too sure. It's one of those. But uh, definitely a career high for the five points, which is awesome. Ryan Donato of the Minnesota Wild opened up the scoring in the first period. And Lucas Walmark and Andre Svachnikov rallied back to give us a lead in the first period. Coming into the second period, Ajo scores um, to make it 3-1 Carolina, and then Matt Zuccarello uh, was the final scorer for the Wild in the second period. And Ajo got his second goal (laughs) in the second period, oddly enough. And in the third the Locked On Hurricanes podcast stand is Mr. Joel Edmondson, who scored in the third period uh, to make us or to give the Canes a 5-2 to two lead. And then finally, Ajo scoring his hat trick on the empty net, which triggered a downfall of, you guessed it, hats. Uh, looking at some of the stats here, shots on goal, the Hurricanes way out shot. The uh, the wild uh, forty to twenty four sixteen shot on goal differential, face off percentage was really right there at half with the Minnesota Wild at fifty two and a half to our 40, 47 and a half excuse me. Power play Canes were stellar on Saturday two for three on the power play so I hope everybody got a uh, their Bowberry biscuits I'm sure everybody got their Chick fil A sandwiches well I don't know you'd have to probably get it today. I would imagine, since the game was on a Saturday and Chick-fil-A is closed on Sundays. Uh, hits, blocks, giveaways, and takeaways, all all of those are pretty much even. Nothing really special there. Um, the Wild had eight more hits than we did. Blocks, uh, 12 to 10. Giveaways, 19 to 13 us. And takeaways, 17 to 12. So I was definitely able to see some good defense on uh, on Saturday. A lot of good plays made by our defensive lines. They did awesome. Uh, Jake Gardner had a very uh, a very good night coming off his uh, his blunder that 
kind of costed us the uh, the game in Boston the other night. But it was just nice to see everybody kind of working really well on Saturday night. It was a very, very good game, a high-quality game. So everybody who was in attendance, uh, I'm sure you enjoyed it. I know I had a lot of friends that went. One of my friends got to see our first live hat trick, uh, which was really cool. It's a really cool experience to be there when a player gets a hat trick. I know I saw one last season with with Dana, and she freaked out because it was Ajo, of course. But it's just an awesome thing to see in person, and I hope everybody that went had a great time and was uh, able to – Truly enjoy a good hockey game because that's exactly what it was. It was good of good quality. And I'm sorry I was not able to make it. Uh, you know how work is and how life is. But I will do my best to make it to the next one. Should the red-eyed rowdies put on another tailgate party, I would love to go. But I hope you all had a good time. Looked like it. Saw pictures from Jared and Cheyenne. It looks like there was a good turnout. And you guys had a good night to to go and do that. So shout out to the Red Eyed Rowdies for hosting that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so before we get into Metro Monday, we're going to go ahead and roll a mid-roll and we will be right back, guys. Okay, so that was that. We don't know what our mid-rolls are going to be whenever we are told to put them in. So, but anywho... We are going to move on to Metro Monday, and then following following that, we will uh, get to the interview with Jeff and Jared. So right now, our division, Carolina is sitting at fifth place at 37 points. Pittsburgh is sitting at fourth with 38 points. Sorry, guys, I don't have my glasses on this morning. I have to hold my phone. Philadelphia is sitting at third with 39 points. The Islanders are sitting at second with 40 points, and the Capitals are sitting at first in the Metro with 49 points, which is a 12-point differential from what we have currently. Uh, I don't really understand the whole plus or minus differential stat. I wholeheartedly agree with whoever tweeted out that it's kind of useless and kind of just needs to go away. Uh, But we'll go ahead and talk about the rest of the Metropolitan Division. The Rangers are sitting at 6, 33 points. Columbus is sitting at 7th with 26 points. And the New Jersey Devils are continuing to be bottom feeders at 8th place with 23 points. Having a very uh, tough time there, guys. So we'll go ahead and go league-wide just to take a look at what we stand currently as of the whole league. And currently, Carolina is at the 11th place overall with uh, Winnipeg climbing into the 10th spot. Because I believe we were at least in the top 10 last Monday when we were talking about this. But Washington has taken the first spot, Boston at second, St. Louis at third, Islanders at fourth, Colorado at fifth, Edmonton at sixth, Arizona at seventh, Philadelphia at eighth, Pittsburgh at ninth, and of course, like I just said, Winnipeg at tenth, and then us at eleventh. So hopefully uh, the boys can rally back now that we are out of the the no-win November, and I think we're starting to see a very positive turnaround for our guys, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to climb back into a playoff spot. We need to go ahead and secure that. Uh, before we know it, it'll be playoff time. And uh, 
yeah, we won't want to be uh, fighting for it like we were doing last season. So let's go ahead and rally up and win this next game against Edmonton, which me and Jared will preview tomorrow. And uh, with that, guys, that's going to do it for me today. And we will go ahead and get into the interview with the Kilted Kaniac and Jared. Have a good one, guys. Enjoy your Monday. Hey there, Kaniacs. I'm Jared Elsa, a fan of It's Cardiac Kane, and I'm joined by my good friend Jeff. Also known as the Kilted Kaniac. All right. And we are sitting out here at the Red Eye Rowdy, Section 328, all that stuff. Uh, tailgate party ahead of tonight's game against the Minnesota Wild. That is correct. Having back, having a few beers, just having some fun, relaxing. It is a natural Saturday. Yep, it is. It is. It's also Star Wars night tonight. Bring on the Han. Yep. The, what was it, the, the Rosalorian? I believe so. Uh, whoever did that great rendition of uh, the Mandalorian combined with uh, Peter Morazic. Oh yeah, that was great, that was great. Uh, this will obviously go up on Monday, uh, so obviously game hasn't been played, you know, we'll recap that game later on in this episode, myself and Walker, just recording a little bit here, having some fun. Exactly. Uh, just kicking back with the Canes fam. Uh, what are you expecting to see at tonight's game, Jeff? I want to see the same thing that we did the other night, mm-hmm. uh, except Put a few more uh, biscuits in the basket and uh, a few more points on the uh, board. Um, I know the last time we played them, we brought them into overtime, won it in overtime. Uh, I now understand why the Cardiac Kane uh, motto is uh, attached to the team because they really do send us into a little bit of a cardiac hat <laughs> on some nights. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was definitely a. Um what would you say? Uh, stressful game? <laughs> I guess oh, you say. I mean, it, it was a more interesting game. Yeah. Um, I had a front row uh, view of everything. A uh, good buddy of mine had an uh, extra seat down at the glass, so I went down and joined him. Yeah, I believe I saw uh, your little highlight or whatever on Twitter. Yeah, it was it was an interesting game. A lot of uh, roughness. Uh, stuff that I personally missed from the game. Uh-huh. And that game kind of reminded me of uh, watching a hockey pack in the late 90s early 2000s right so um now tonight obviously eric stall is going to be back in the house again uh he as everyone knows made his name here my store yeah. brew decided to attack me there for a second um uh, <laughs> well there is a surge in it jesus christ Way to make me lose my train of thoughts. <laughs> hey, I, I'm a pretty good pun master. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I know. I, I've witnessed this firsthand on many occasions out here at the tailgate party. Now, I completely lost what I was going to say about Eric Stahl. Um, so, until uh, that comes back to you, why don't we talk about this tailgate party that's happening all in front of us? It's obviously just a whole lot of fun. It just brings everyone together. Yeah, it's... Uh... For me, uh, living here in North Carolina, I don't have that much family down here, yeah. if any. Um, I do have a family that lives a little west from here, but yeah, my family here is my hockey family. Uh, I enjoy going to the games, but the tailgating is where I feel like the family atmosphere is. Uh, we're all friends, but sometimes blood doesn't mean you have to be family. So, Yeah, uh, agreed. I mean, I've obviously been... Hurricanes fan my whole life. You know, I was going to games here when I was called RBC Center 
uh, what it was called, the uh, excuse me, uh, Raleigh Entertainment Center, whatever it was before RBC Center. Um, so, and now that I'm older and able to get out, do more stuff like come out here, and just have a beer, you know, with friends. Yeah, it's definitely nice, and that's just something that brings everyone together, whether the team's doing well or not. Oh, exactly. Um, just able to be out here, kick back, have fun. I mean, there's people up there with Bojangles, there's a guy grilling. You know, it's just, you know, everyone's welcome. Oh, exactly. You don't have to be part of, like, the Section 328 fan club, Red Eye Rowdies fan club. Like, no one cares. Just, like, come over, have fun, drink a beer. Exactly. And I feel that family atmosphere is really just something that sets the Hurricanes apart um, from just other organizations. Everyone around here is just extremely tight knit. And if I am correct, don't quote me on this, but I believe I read somewhere or seen somewhere that the Canes actually introduced hockey tailgating um, here in the South, um, especially where it's a non hockey culture. Yeah. Like um, you, you'll definitely see the tailgating like a little bit ways over here at Carter Finley, but or yeah, out here, you know ahead of basketball games or something like that. But for hockey, you really don't see that uh, other places. Exactly. I mean, I said we're just all a big family. We like to just have fun. Exactly. I mean, you're bumming up with your little blanket and (laughs) flip-flops. Maybe we should invest in a space heater next time. (laughs) Slowly getting our mobile set up better. Uh, But, yeah, I think that's just something that sets the canes apart. I said whether the team's doing better good or not just, exactly. it's just a family everyone just out here having fun yeah, i remember uh home opener i think uh, this this party itself was a uh, feature on what was it like abc 11 or something like that so a lot of the uh sports uh news channels do come out here um, a lot of the news channels come out here uh they know that this is the spot to be during the home opener as well as the uh, last game of the year. Yeah, just any big game, really. Well, I mean, every home game, oh, exactly. especially the big ones, because, you know, it'll be popping over here. Now, back to what I was thinking about Arkansas. I, I finally remember what I was going to say. Um, he's obviously been around since, like, 2003 or so. I mean, very early 2000s. I believe so. Um, and he obviously won a cup here. Yeah, he did a lot of good stuff. I mean, he was a bright spot in some bad yeah. years. Uh, to say the least for the Canes. I mean, everyone's talked like, about the Bill Peters situation. We're not going to talk about that and how that could have affected the team. But I think in- do you think that later on down the road, whenever Eric decides to call it quits and whatnot, do you think his number gets up there beside uh, Rods and all them? I believe that he should get up there. Uh, he was a major factor mm-hmm. in a lot of the games. Um, I just... Uh, Watch the uh, 10-year anniversary, uh, although it's a little out of date. And just seeing how that team came together, and I forgot what the model was, but there was a model that they used during that one year, and it just brought everybody together. It solidified a lot of uh, things. Um, a lot of people put them out as, uh, this team's never going to do anything. And people still do that. <laughs> exactly. Um, I think last year they proved it. Um, it was, the first, it was the first year that I actually became a hardcore Kaniac. Mm-hmm. Um, growing up in upstate New York, I became a Rangers fan over one Christmas. Yeah. Uh, I had a relative or an uncle that bought me a New York Rangers jacket. And from there, I became a Rangers fan. So when the Rangers do come here, it's kind of like 
it's just something really special for yeah. you. Yeah, uh, watching both teams, it's like being part of a kid from a divorced family. Like, who do I root for? Do I root for mom? Do I root for dad? But either way, it's always been a good game. And this year, it was a heck of a game. Even though both games came out as a loss, uh-huh. they still played to their potential, minus a couple periods yeah. in each game. But what you're saying about, you know, other teams, you know, being a specialty um, well, for uh, me uh, with the game against the Avs coming up, uh, I believe in February, I believe it is, babe. My girlfriend, Cheyenne, is sitting behind us, by the way. Uh, my cousin, Max, uh, he's, sta- he's stationed up in Norfolk. Yeah, he's from yeah, the Denver area, so he's obviously grew up big Avs fan. Uh, if he's able to get leave, you know, we're going to try to come down oh, for this game. Um, so, again, that's just, you know, just family. Yeah. yeah. If, you know, he's not out at sea at that point and can get leave, um, I'd really like to bring him out to this. Yeah. Like, I know, like, with the Canes, yeah, no one's going to talk shit, you know, for him wearing Avs jersey. Yeah. Especially when I'm here with him. Exactly. Like, no one's gonna say anything because you know, like some team or some fans, you know, they definitely like, oh, what are you doing here? You know, you can't be out here at this. Like, no, yeah, everyone's like, you know, come on over, you know, exactly. have a beer, you know, have you know, a burger, you know, whatever. You know, and just speaking have. of other teams, uh, Minnesota's bus just arrived at the arena. Yep. So. Yep, I saw that. Uh, so Wild is in the house. You know, we, Cheyenne and I were uh, hanging out up North Hills earlier, you know, getting lunch and, you know, all that stuff. Um, you know, we are thinking, today wasn't game day, you know, it was a good chance we could run into some of the players. Yeah. Because, you know, just walking around, you know, around the side where, like, Harris Teeter and all that is, you, know, you can see that's where, like, they recorded that whole segue skit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah it's really nice up there. Yeah. Um, that Mexican restaurant was it Choi's or something? I forget how I don't know how to pronounce it. But that, that it was banging. <laughs> and it was a banging burrito. So a few minutes ago, you mentioned uh, other teams. Uh, I, I too was also stationed in the military. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Or I was uh, in the military. I was stationed over in uh, England for five years. And uh, for those that don't know, England is really. Uh, a hockey country as well as a football country. Not American football, but yeah, we soccer. call soccer. Uh, but um, hockey's hockey's part of the culture over there. And uh, I became part of a team over there as an equipment manager, team mascot. Great uh, stories. Pretty much, uh, it's where I got my start being able to entertain a crowd. Mm-hmm. Uh, I created my own mascot for the team. And then it just kind of uh, spiraled into becoming a bigger part of the team and then actually getting into the locker room and being part of that locker room atmosphere and culture. And those guys became my family over there. And the first year that I started following them, I had a good friend that uh, he was an American, uh, also part, uh, part of the coaching staff. And they went up from the year before being in last place pretty much all the way to the first place position and winning the championship. And I was able to be part of that over in England. Mm-hmm. And from there, it was just probably one of the greatest experiences I've ever been a part of, especially being with the organization. Yeah, that's definitely good to hear. Just, again, yeah, just family and yeah. hockey. Um, yeah, and that makes a difference. 
Yeah. Um, whether it's on the ice in your case, you know, just everyone being close, you know, everyone really just understanding each other. Yeah. It, I guess, would be the word to say. Um, to succeeding that way, and then like we previously mentioned, you know, everything going on in front of us. I mean, Mike uh, Flanagan, you know, guy from Section Three Twenty Eight, there. He just pulled up. Yeah, I just saw him walk out of his jeep. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's obviously big into all of this. I remember uh, the home opener. Um, all the fans or whatever were all circled around him. You know, like Mike's gathering his troops. Oh yeah. yeah. That was funny. Um, no, I really wish uh, yeah, I made it over here to that because uh, my friend and I yeah, we were, got here a little bit later. Yeah. Um, that was. Just family and hockey. Yeah, he's he's pretty much the glue of this. Yeah, um, him and his uh, other other friend are pretty much the ones that created this area, and it's probably been one of the best introductions since coming to uh, North Carolina and moving here a couple of years ago. Me uh, meeting these guys. Yeah, um, and like I mentioned, you know, getting older, I'll be able to come out and do stuff more on my own rather than you know, have to rely on. You. Hey, Dad, yeah, can we go do this? Can we go do that? And they're like, bro, I can go do it whenever I want. Exactly. Um, yeah, just coming out here and meeting a bunch of people. You know, uh, geez, yeah, this one, I don't even remember how we freaking met. Uh, I, I know it was at a Hurricanes thing. The Marty party. Oh, yeah, the Marty party. That's right. I brought you a gift card. Oh, yeah. I thought I'd use that gift card, but evidently I had it. I found it in my wallet. Uh, I'm going to take Cheyenne to get various down the road from her place in Cary uh, on the there. Okay. Go there. I'm probably use that. Because I totally thought I had used it, but then I'm like messing around my wallet getting <laughs> shit out that I never use. Yep. I'm like, I want to use this. Huh. Oh, God. Well, um, yeah. Use that tomorrow. But yeah, I just. And it gets to the point where you know you just recognize people outside of the tailgates. Because um, I mean, I've recognized, you know, just walk around you know, at North Hills, at Crabtree, you know, wherever you're just like, oh, hey, yeah, hey, yeah, Zach, hey, Jeff, you know, whoever. Um, and then it's not a thing of you're just friends, you know, at the game. Yeah, exactly. Everyone messages each other. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's, it's great. Yeah, one of the things that I know I wouldn't mind seeing is like a bunch of us that all socialize on Twitter that only know each other by our Twitter names meet up out one day or just kind of have like a meet and greet type thing to kind of like put a face with a name instead of just a Twitter account and everybody commenting and replying. Yeah, uh, that's honestly how like so many people have like met. Uh, so to speak, you know, yeah. Everyone like meets up, you know, at the games or all. Exactly. Yeah, it, it's just great to see. Um, but yeah, I love you know just like a lot of the more. Hey, everyone's you know important, but like some of the more prominent names you know, around yeah. uh, Kane's Twitter, like really just like, hey, let's go to this game. Exactly. Uh, one thing that I mean, I'm sure all you guys have seen on Twitter at this point yet, yeah, like. Us, Revolution Rampage, Talking Saw, Siren Sounder. Oh, I know there's a uh, Search podcast. Yeah, Search. That was the other one I was thinking of. Um, yeah, we were all talking about yeah. Uh, once Omar gets back to where he can do stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, really getting 
everyone together. Uh, everyone had their laptops and mics up. Yeah. Uh, and do like a podcast row type thing. But, oh, that's cool. Uh, yeah, we have all talked about doing that. And we said, yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, uh, really yeah. do that for like a big game or something like that. Obviously, nothing set in stone. Oh, that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's just something we all did. did spitballing around, but yeah, that'd be really fun. Hey, some of the best ideas come together when uh, you're just thinking about it. Mm-hmm. That's honestly how the podcast came together. Like me and Walker, you know, we're just talking about just wanting to start one yet, and then you know, yeah, I think we talked about before, you know, like our old logos, and like us, you know, just sitting on the bench or yeah, whatever yeah. in hockey gear. And just speaking um, of Walker, uh, I, I do listen to the podcast, um, not just because we're friends, but it's actually entertaining sometimes because it's you listen to some of the other podcasts, and I love all the other podcasts that the Canes do, or that the people that do it for the Canes. Um, but sometimes you guys are able to kind of let loose. Oh, yeah. And there's no kind of like shh, kind of yeah. like hush hush kind of thing. You guys just let loose, you say what you're feeling. Yeah, just like a, what Walker Thursday said night. about Jeff Thornton. Yeah, uh, the other Joe night. Thornton. Or Jumbo Joe. Trichard. I was, you're sitting in front of me, I think, I thought Jeff. Uh, yeah, what he said about Joe Thornton of the Sharks, he so, did not uh, hold back on his thoughts about that. He didn't hold back, but, you know, Jumbo Joe's Jumbo Joe. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, he's that's a how great we player. And, you know, me being a beer league goalie and playing at playing in other countries as well, mm-hmm. um, I understand why Peter did what he did. Uh, me, personally, I would have done the same exact thing. Yeah. Um, Back in the day, if it was a Ron Hextall that was playing in net and Jumbo Joe did something like that, I don't think it would just be a little uh, uh, throat punch. Yeah, throat punch. Hextall would have probably uh, hooked he him. Yeah, he would have took off his mask oh, and yeah. thrown some hands. It would have been you know, just Joe punching in the throat going on. Exactly. And getting mugged by the entire game oh, scene. Exactly. exactly. Uh, I, I don't remember if we said on there, but it's all uh, – the video replay of like Martin going under the ref. Oh yeah, Joe. that was yeah. that was entertaining. Oh. Yeah, definitely. Like years ago, it would have been a diff- bit different. Goalie would have you know, thrown his mask off and gone at him. Yeah, like we said, yo, if the goalie wants to fight, let him fight. Oh yeah, um, and I can confirm that I've done this before, where I've been cross-checked from behind when I covered the puck, and I literally took my stick and turned around, and tried to fish hook the guy, uh-huh. and then started. I flipped off my mask, dropped my gloves, and started chasing after him in a game. Mm-hmm. And one of my bu- good buddies that I was playing with, he was like, you know, that probably wasn't the best situation, but I'm glad you did what you did because you're defending yourself. You got up and you did what you had to do. Uh, sends a message to yeah. everyone else in the league. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. You may not want to mess with that guy. And a fired-up goalie is a dangerous goalie. Mm-hmm. Um it's one of the a fired up goalie is one of the hardest goalies to score on because one they're already fired up two they know that they got to do what they have to do to keep this team in it but at the same time they also know that they have to keep themselves in it to keep the puck out of the net yeah so it's it's a very dangerous uh or not situation but a very uplifting feeling knowing that your goalie not only can defend the net but can defend himself in certain situations and then also having his teammates come behind him yeah. And take care of business if needed. Yeah, I remember uh, that uh, after um, the whole Joe Peter incident went down, uh, Edmund said, yeah, no one was getting near Peter. I mean, the entire team wasn't yeah. letting anyone near, but yeah, Joe, or Joel was. <laughs> yeah. I kind of have a feeling that 
a lot of that also came from the playoffs too because wasn't it San Jose versus St. Louis at one point? And I think there was a little bit of uh, history there. History and am- what's the word? Uh, animosity or whatever. Yeah, animosity. Animosity, yeah. Yeah, yeah I can see that. Yeah, I think uh, St. Louis and uh, San Jose played in the playoffs this, last, this past season. But I'm not 100% sure, so don't put me on that. We don't pride ourselves on being the most... Accurate. Yeah, accurate podcast. No, he's like, we're, we're just doing this to have fun. Uh, whereas, you know, like some podcasts, yeah, yeah, in the podcast world, yeah, they're obviously in it for the money. Exactly. Um, but yeah, like us, we're, we're just going to have fun. We don't really care. Oh, exactly. Exactly. So, is there anything that I, I know we've discussed in emails about my past? Is there anything that growing up and in Upstate New York, playing it outdoors at all, or anything around the world. Um, yeah, honestly, know? yeah, whatever you want to tell, tell. Um, I, I, you ask the questions, I'll tell the answers. When did you first start playing hockey? Um, I first started playing hockey when I was probably about six or seven. Um, the hometown that I grew up in, uh, in Upstate New York's uh, name is Cena, New York. <laughs> um, my grandfather passed away when I was younger, but he was a really big uh, contri- uh, contributor to the hometown, mm-hmm. and they named a hockey tournament after him. Yeah. So, my name was really, or my last name kind of had a meaning in my hometown, and if I couldn't skate, then it was one of those, well, what happened? Yeah. Why can't, you, why can't this kid skate? So, I had a little bit of a family tradition going, but at the same time, I took a hiatus, um, started playing at an outdoor ring. Mm-hmm. Uh, they put me in net. All I had when I first started playing goalie was a baseball glove, a player's mitt, and a stick. Yeah. And uh, we, we used a tennis ball, so I've been hit just about anywhere you can think of. Black oh, eyes, yeah. busted up nose. Hit the nuts. Uh, plenty of times. Oh, I, I took a few lacrosse balls, so nuts. I, I, I know. <laughs> Just about anything that hits there is gonna exactly. hurt. Um, now I played street hockey, got hit in the nuts. Oh, uh, that was a uh, big Mike. Uh, the big Mike. Yep. But yeah, from there, someone actually noticed me mm-hmm. and uh, asked me if I played, and I said no. And from there, it was. Uh, um, I was. Uh, I was uh, pretty much picking up from there. Oh, oh, thank you. That was our buddy Justice. He came up, gave us a beer. Um, yeah, sorry. Oh, no worries. Um, but then uh, from there, uh, I grew up playing in a minor league hockey, uh, goalie the whole entire time. Took another hiatus, uh, didn't play for a while, and then I joined the military uh, doing my thing, and then I got stationed in Alaska. And, of course, up in Alaska, you got every kind of uh, hockey situation up there. Yeah. Uh, got associated with a military team, uh, played with them for about three years. Uh, from there... We won a couple of championships uh, and tournaments. Um, and then after that, I went to uh, Japan for three years. Uh, not much hockey over there. So. Yeah, so it's successful whenever you mentioned Japan. Like, is there any kind of hockey over there? There is. It's it's starting to pick up a lot more. Yeah, I figure, like, nowadays it's yeah. probably picking up more. But back when you were stationed over there, it wasn't the last thing. Not really. Uh, only a few people knew about it. And then after that, I got stationed to Alaska, or, I mean, uh, England. And I made contact before I went over to England, uh, got a few uh, names, and just started probably within about a week after I got to Alaska. Or, wow. Um, I mean, England. England. Yeah, you're good. I uh, 
started playing. And from there, I joined a Air Force team over there. I joined a British Air Force team over there um, and a few other teams. Uh, beer League, uh, what we would consider over here. And, uh, I mean, and then I'm good friends with uh, one of the guys over there that runs the hockey tutorial uh, over in England. So I started playing hockey on his uh, tournament teams every now and then. So, I mean, I've played hockey in uh, Germany, Belgium, um, all over England. And so it's pretty much a passion of mine. It's a lifestyle. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a lifestyle. Um, uh, that's for sure. Uh, a lot of people, they live in hockey. Yes. No doubt about it. Um, it's almost like there's, like... There's a very clear divide between like your casual fans, which absolutely nothing wrong with that. Exactly. But and then like you get to diehard fans, and it's you are down that rabbit hole with something serious. Yep. It's it's a sheer cliff face. And, and just to talk about the ones that go down the rabbit hole, uh-huh. the one thing that all I had us. to learn. <laughs> all of us. Exactly. <laughs> um, the one thing I had to learn while stationed over in England and being part of a semi-pro team as the equipment manager and a bunch of other stuff I did at the rink in Peterborough is you have to sometimes not go down that rabbit hole. You have to sit there and you have to stay positive. Kind of like when you see negative things about the Canes, you you have to realize that these guys are professionals. What's going on is a professional situation. It's a business. Yeah. And that's the way that everything's run, where the fans kind of over-exaggerate sometimes. Yeah. And let their emotions take over. Yeah, definitely. So my advice to that, and I try to play by this, is if we lose, I try to give it anywhere from 12 to 24 hours before I post anything, just so I can watch the highlights and... Keep your emotions under yeah, control because exactly. like, you may like be heated about that loss or something. Exactly. Um, so that's then, probably yeah, some you, of the best advice I could give. Give yourself a little bit of time. Rewatch the highlights. Find the positives out of the negatives and take instead of being completely negative, be a little more positive. And look at the good and bad. Yeah. Like, don't ag- criticism. Yeah. Don't ignore the bad. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. But yeah, also don't over exaggerate it. And just like. Hey, uh, this could have been done better, um, but yeah, they did this really yeah. good. Yeah. Um, like, say, goaltending was really good, but exactly. the defense was leaving the goalie out the drop. Exactly. Yeah, something like that. Um, yeah, yeah, give a positive with the negative, yeah. so to speak. Um, and I, know, I don't know all the players because I, when I was part of the team over in England. Not all the players read the post, but there's players that read the posts. Mm-hmm. Just like over here, there's players that do see the comments and they do see the articles and they do see other things. And I don't want to say it affects them or not, but they do see it. Yeah, they so see it. sometimes just be be sensible about what you say instead yeah. of basing it off of emotion. Yeah, he um, was mentioned you know a while back you know that NHL survey or whatever that. Like, what was like sixty percent of like NHL players or whatever? Yeah, they have burner accounts. Yeah, where they're just on there just to like be on there. You know, not like anything. Exactly. Just be on there and look. You know, not having people like creep on them. Exactly. Um, yeah, you're definitely right there. Uh, yeah, these guys definitely see it. Uh, and if you know, you're thinking yeah that they don't, you know, you're, don't be that naive. Exactly. Um, yeah. 
because these guys obviously they have the tutors they see it exactly. they're not you know Justin Bieber or Miley Cyrus so they have people running their Twitter exactly you know, they're hockey players I mean, Sidney Crosby or Alex Ovechkin maybe yeah um, you know, maybe they got people but like a lot of the other guys, they're gonna see it. You know, yeah. Pretty much everyone in the Canes, yeah, they're all gonna see it. Oh, exactly. Um, uh, one thing, yeah, you know, I got a question for you. What's one of the biggest differences you've noticed between hockey culture in England and hockey culture in America? Um. Well, first of all, I did grow up in the America. Oh yeah, I know that. And then when I was over in England. The hockey culture over there is almost like the football culture. Um, they have songs. They sing them. Uh, their passion is just as deep as ours when it comes to sports. Uh, it's it's a different kind of lifestyle. Uh, yeah, they're. I don't. I don't know how to explain it without actually being there. Uh, but. It's one of those things where if you get a chance, you have to go over there. Uh, the ones that are complaining about the storm surge, it's been all over Europe for a long time now. Um, it's it's nothing new. It's just something that the Canes have adapted, or not adapted, but adopted. Because I remember going to one game over in Germany, and... At the end of the game, after the home team won, they actually did almost the same thing, but they got into it. They got the crowd into it. They lifted them up. They they're skating around and like doing the same kind of uh, uh, celebration after the game. They would skate to and from each end and jump on the glass, and the fans would just kind of like be half half standing. Then they'd come over to the glass and jump up, and everybody would like raise their hands up yeah. and then come back down, and then they'd look at them and they'd be like they would do the same thing again over and over again. They would jump into the glass. So I'm glad to see it over here because it brings everybody that much closer. Yeah. Um, over there, uh, with your post-game win celebrations, was there as much backlash, so to speak? Not saying, like, backlash, but, like, the traditionalists getting their panties in a wad, so no, to speak. No. People over there are just like, it's fun. Yeah. We're having fun. Yeah. Not, oh, you know, hockey has to be serious 24-7, you know, exactly. kind of shit. Um, none of that kind of stuff. No, it's just, they're having fun. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, brawls break out kind of like they do at oh, football games over there. Uh, I mean, that's gonna happen. Exactly. Any sporting event. Exactly. Uh, regardless of the sport. I mean, it's, it's in some places it's a really small arena, kind of like uh, you would think it was a practice facility. <laughs> but fans are that much closer to each other, and they do the best they can. They not. Let stuff break out, but it's gonna happen. Oh yeah, like I said, I said, regardless of sport, that's gonna happen. Yeah. Um, speaking of uh, practice facility, um, uh, myself and Shlomo, you know, we discussed it a little bit, you know, off, you know, air, so to speak, um, about the Canes potentially getting a new practice arena, whether they're gonna get a new one altogether or renovate uh, RCI. Um, it was officially announced uh, the other day um, that they are moving to that new Wake Competition Center uh, that's being built over in Morrisville, um, which is like just North Cary. I mean, everything you know, in this little area you know, all kind of blends together. Um, hey. Hey. <laughs> um, 
Are you surprised at all um, about that? Um, no. Uh, I, I've talked with a few people, and I know some are like, oh, why are they still playing in the dingy uh, uh, center ice area? They should, they're a professional team. They should have their own place, this and that. And my response to them is, you know, them playing in a barn like that still brings it back to home. I mean, it brings it back yeah. to the traditional feeling of playing in a barn. And it doesn't matter if you have a fancy uh, fancy one or you train outside. Uh, hockey's hockey, no matter what kind of pad you're playing on. And I feel that... There's a flying bee. <laughs> a flock of geese just flew over us in there in the flying bee. So quack, 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 quack. Yeah. Hong Kong. There we go. No, I, I'm glad to see them actually stepping up and putting some more effort into getting a great yeah. training facility. I was out in Vegas this past year, and I went to the uh, uh, training facility where they are. And the training facility is just as nice as the uh, T-Mobile. Yeah. I mean, it's... Yeah, you know, the, the new one for the Kane is going to be really nice. Because yeah. um, I did a thing for Cardiac Kane uh, the other day, you know, discussing it, kind of some specs of the new practice of the uh, yeah. As a whole, the ice skating facility is going to have like two ice, two rinks. Um, it's going to be like 115,000 square feet. Uh, the, the canes themselves are going to have like 1,200 or so square feet. Yeah, yeah. I forget the exact number. Yeah, I don't have it in front of me. If correct, um, I think I saw it was about 2,000. It's got room for 2,000 spectators. Uh, yeah, something like that. Uh, yeah, they're going to have their... Uh, they're going to have a permanent section for them, for like your coach's office, medical facility, locker room, equipment, storage, yeah. all of that stuff. They'll, they'll have all that for themselves, um, but yeah, it'll be really, really, really nice. Which, yeah, I think with you know, RCI, yeah, it's fine. I didn't really have a problem with RCI. It was just, it needed some up yeah. It was small. Um, you know, you look you know, at some of you know, the installation yeah. was tearing. I don't have a problem with it whatsoever. It just needs a little bit of updating, a little bit of renovations. I've There's, actually played on all, all the rings around here uh, between Garner, RCI, um, Iceplex, and the yeah. uh, Cary Ice House, as well as the one out in Greensboro. I mean, they're all nice facilities when it comes to like junior and rec. Yeah, and but for a professional NHL yeah. team, they need more space. Yeah. I think that was the big thing for them is that. They just needed more space yeah. because, like the other day when I was there, you know, not a whole lot of people were there. Yeah, it's fine, but when you get you know, there on like a Saturday or whatever, yeah. you know, like a huge stuff going on, yeah. and you get all of them running around. You know, you're in the case right now. Good God, um, it is cramped. There's no way to move. Um, yeah. Um, do you have any closing thoughts? Um, I just want to say, let's go Canes. Uh, let's have a great season. Yeah, so let's have a great the season. End of it. Yeah, whether yeah, it's another playoff run or not, let's, let's just have fun. Yeah. Um, let's destroy yeah. the Death Star tonight and uh, make the uh, Wild uh, scramble back. Yeah, to quote DX, I got two words for you. What's that? Suck it. <laughs> so, we can be not PG, yeah. uh, but we'll talk to you guys later. Uh, enjoy the game tonight. We'll come at you with the recap later on, uh, as well as Metro Monday uh, with Walker. You guys have a good night. Enjoy the game. Bye.